0: In today's show, let's look at the waiver wire for fantasy basketball. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. at redrock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We also have a show for every team. So if you want to hear about what's happening with San Antonio and who's replacing Jakob Purtle, go check out Locked On Spurs with Jeff Garcia. Alright, we're gonna talk waiver wire. We're gonna talk most added players, droppable players, must roster players, other names to keep an eye on. Let's do it right now. By looking at the most added players over the last twenty-four hours or so, um, I don't think it's really that surprising that Thad Young would be at number one, as I just referenced. Jakub Pudel is out with uh, COVID protocols. We don't know how long he's going to be out now. Thad, of course, was not even in the rotation, and he's still coming off the bench, but he's playing at a at a much higher level. And, and to be fair, he was struggling a little bit earlier on this year when he wasn't playing. I'm not saying it justified him not playing because he should have been playing. But now that he's back in the rotation and Purtle is out, you've got to add Thad. Didn't mean for that to rhyme, but here we are. So add him. There is no guarantee that when Purtle returns, that we're going to see Thad play 25 minutes or even play at all. But that's not the problem at the moment because, yeah, Purtle's out. So we add Thad and we go from there. Davion Mitchell, people are adding him a lot. He is playing better for sure. There's more offensive aggression. He shoot the free throws are still a worry, but he's shooting pretty well. He gets his steals have actually been down lately, but his assists are up. I still find it hard to yeah look at him as a twelve team league guy, especially with Healed Fox and Halliburton all there. They have taken Terrence Davis basically out of the rotation. Yeah, he played you know, one out of the last three games and like eight or nine minutes in that game. Um, and Mitchell's getting twenty five to twenty six a night. If there is an injury to Halliburton, Fox, or Hill, then Mitchell will become a must pick up. So I guess a lot of people are doing it in advance or looking to stream him in for the Sunday. I wouldn't say he's a must-roster 12-team league guy, but I would say that for Devin Vassell. There is clear pathway for Vassell with the Doug McDermott minutes for him to play 30 a night and play Vassell and Calden Johnson at the three and the four. Vassell is also playing currently really well at the moment. There'll be some ups and downs for sure, but this is one where we can have some level of production now with some significant upside later on. If it's a Zubats that's been added a lot, I'm not sure I love that. His last two games have been really good. But Serge Barker is back, and Zubats was not playing particularly well before that. He is fine, but his upside is very, very low. Shake Milton is a, uh, a really, really strong add at the moment. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. The Sixers have you know, no Green, no Thiebal, no Simmons, no Toby Harris. Shake's starting, and he's putting up numbers. In many categories, and that's not normally what he does. Now, when all these guys come back, you know, Green, Harris, Thybul, these are that's like yeah, you know, 90 minutes a game basically, or maybe it's like 80 minutes a game that have to be cut somewhere, and Shake is going to get cut somewhere there as well, and he probably won't remain 12 team. I think they'll keep starting Tyrese Maxi, who, despite Shake playing well, Maxi's getting 44 minutes a night. All right, so even though Shake's minutes are up, Maxi's minutes are up even more. But for the short term, Shake is a great add. People are adding Serge Ibaka. He's the most added player on Yahoo. Uh, Look, he can contribute in 12-team leagues, but the dude has been out for, what, eight months, nine months with a fractured back? He made that small cameo in the playoffs and then went out again. He's going to be splitting time with Zubats. What's his upside? The 110th best player? I don't think that's someone I have to absolutely rush to grab. Can he have 12-team value? Will he be useful at some point? Probably. But it's not like, wow, he's a 30-minute top 80 starter. I've got to go and grab. He's not that. So he's fine. I don't think he deserves to be the number one added player. Derek Rose. Kemba Walker's resting today. So I assume Rose was added for that purpose. And the Discman, CeeDee Arsman. He's a guy that does have some value with Mark and Nakoro out. Again, it's more just a stream spot. Daniel Tice, people are overreacting to that one big game he had for the Rockets. I'm not looking at him as a 12-team ad. While Furkan Korkmaz, much like Shake Milton, with the absences in Philadelphia, he is a really, really interesting uh, short-term piece that you can go and add. So I do think that he has a level of value there. If you look at players to drop, it's just, again to specify what I mean by this. These are not players that you have to just absolutely go out and drop. But if they are on your roster, they probably do not deserve to be you know, absolutely iron-clad, bulletproof, non-droppable. If there's someone out there you want, if you need stats for a day, if you want to take a flyer on someone, if you need a matchup, boost, whatever it is, these guys can go. Kelly Oubre Jr. in Charlotte. Everyone's healthy. Oubre's on the bench and he's been playing terrible. You don't have to hold on to him. Cam Reddish. He was fueled by unsustainably high shooting earlier in the year. That's gone. So is he. Now, he will have moments where he pushes back up. But that, year you know, 60% three-point shooting, it was never going to stick. This dude was like under 40% from two, from the field from his first two years, I believe. Like, it was never going to stick. And he's not doing enough. And then the minutes have come back down with guys like Herder and, and Lou Williams and Hunter and Bogdanovich, all those guys pushing for minutes. And when he's not hot, he's gone. Mason Plumley. Now, he'll fit certain teams to punt free throws or worry, but what's the upside? Like, it's pretty low. I know PJ Washington's out, but Plumlee, he's still not actually dominating in those minutes anyway. So, yeah, I don't see him as a high upside guy to heat uh, to hold. Larry Nance, he just cannot get minutes. It's going to take an injury, but if we just hold every guy who needs an injury to make make a um, an impact, you're going to be bogged down with nothing on your roster. And I think Nance can go. I also think DeAndre Hunter can go. Right? Again, it's not an auto drop, and I would prefer to hold him over any of those guys I've just mentioned, Nance, Plumley, Reddish, and Ubre. But DeAndre Hunter's starting. He's playing 30 minutes. He's very limited in his rebounds, assists, blocks, and steals. He doesn't get many of those at all. His shooting is fine. He's like 50% from the field, but his usage is well down. Like, he's like a 14-team league guy versus a 12-team league player, I think. Duncan Robinson, three-point streamer only. Kelton Johnson, if you're in a points league, hold him. If you're in a category league, I, I don't see the point. He can score okay, and that's that's fine. You can have him if you need points in that category. But no threes, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, and poor percentages equals a terrible category league player, or terrible for the minutes that he gets. I know he starts and plays 30 a night. That's not guaranteed either, to be honest. Um, and he's not a category league must-hold. You can absolutely hold him. And I probably, again, would hold him more than anybody on this list, even Hunter. But you don't have to. Chris Boucher has been a drop for weeks. I'm still getting people, hey, is Chris Boucher a drop? You should have dropped him after about the first night of the season. I was not a guy that drafted. I didn't draft him anywhere. Um, and he's actually underachieved my expectations. He can go. And then Andre Drummond. right? Andre Drummond, we are seeing the problem with holding Andre Drummond. Yes, if Embiid is out, it's a great handcuff and it's great value. Embiid's playing back-to-backs. Embiid is looking better and Drummond's playing like 14 minutes a night. Do you need, if you're in a weekly league or a roto league, stashing him is totally fine. If you're in a daily changes league, what are you doing with that one roster spot where you got to rotate them in and he gives you four and six? Is it really worth worth that effort? That's up for you to decide. I just think that he is not someone that needs to be just held onto as an absolute beacon. We must help hold him under all circumstances. I don't believe that is the case for Andre Drummer. But what I do believe is that prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. You're going to love it. So what it is, is um, it's an NBA, NBA DFS prop game. Not just superstars, every player. They've got their individual props for stats, whether it's points or threes, rebounds, assists, blocks, everything you could think of, you've got those individual stats. And you get four to five players, chuck them into a lineup and just go over under on those numbers. It's just you versus the projections that prize Picks puts out there. And when you sign up, use our promo code NBA, you can get a 100% instant match bonus on your deposit up to 100 bucks. And it doesn't just have to be NBA. You can do cross-sport stuff as well. Patrick Mahomes over under his interceptions. Tom Brady over under how long it is until he retires. No, that's not one of them. But you can chuck them all in together and get your lineup. And you can win up to 10 times your entry. So download the app. Entries are easy. 60 seconds or less. And payouts are fast and safe. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com. Use the promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made easy. And while you've got your PrizePicks lineup, you're watching your live sports on your TV. And then after that, you've got your shows you're going to watch on another device. And Then you go to check out the highlights to watch Josh Allen sack and intercept Josh Allen. That's interesting stuff. And then you've got your other neighbors log in for something else. It's all over the shop. I want to tell you about a way to sim- get, simply get all that entertainment you love in one place and finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Streaming. It brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can want your favorite sports, movies and shows all in one place. No more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there is no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can find out more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required, and content varies by package. The next package of players we're going to look at is the must-roster players. These are all guys who are rostered in either on either Yahoo or ESPN in under seventy percent of leagues, and they should be rostered in every league. These are top one hundred players. So if you are in your league. Unless your league is a six-team league, even in an eight-team league, I think, maybe not eight. For some of these ones, yes, eight. But anything that's 10 or over, every single one of these players should be on a roster, I believe. Josh Giddy. Now, these might seem simple to you, but I'm literally reporting the numbers of him being like 60% rostered. I think he might be actually 50% rostered. Like that just, there cannot be 40% of leagues that are inactive. It cannot be the case. He's rostered in 53% of ESPN leagues. Mo Bamba seems like an obvious one as well, but not to ESPN. He's available in 34% of leagues. Are there 34% of dead leagues? Maybe, I don't know. But they I believe they adjusted their roster percentage metric to discount dead leagues. So that's ridiculous. I think Alperen Shingun is a must-roster player. He is an elite stash guy who's actually producing in the minutes that he's out there. Boyan Bogdanovich. I was stunned. What is going on? Why is Bogdanovich, the Boyan variety, Rosted in 59% of, of um, Yahoo leagues. Oh, sorry, uh, ESPN. He's 81 on Yahoo. That's still not a great number on Yahoo. What are we doing here? He's a 77th ranked player this season. Alex Caruso, I believe, is a must-roster player. It's mainly for his assistance deals, but he should be rostered. Kali Isaiah Stewart, I still believe, is must-roster. You might be dis... dis um disincentivized to keep him because of how annoying it's been. I believe he's must roster. I still believe D'Anthony Melton and Desmond Bain are must roster. Yes, their numbers will decrease somewhat when um, Dylan Brooksy Brooks comes back and shoots Brooks every game, but you still got to hold them. And then we figure that out later. And Daniel Gafford, he should be rostered as well. Gafford, yeah, we, did, we do not need him to play 30 minutes. 21 minutes, 70% from the field, 1.8 blocks. That's all you need for him to be a top 100 player. And he's basically doing it. Like, he's not that he's not that far off where he should be or what we need him to be. He's the 116th ranked player, and that's just in 18 minutes a night. And that's because of some injuries. That'll pop back up. And he's yeah, two blocks, 70% shooting, 10 points, six rebounds. That's all you need. He should be rostered. Let's look at some upside grab players. These are guys that, yeah, they might produce now, but maybe in the future we can see something happening. Really like KJ Martin in Houston. It is hard to see how the minutes all shake out with Tyson Wood and Shingun, and then Tate and House and Gordon and Waba, all these sort of guys, but Martin is making his case that he needs to play. He had three blocks and 11 points last game in like 20 minutes or under 20 minutes. He, at some point, I think he's going to have to play 25 a night, and then he'll be a 12-team league guy. So if you're anything deeper, you add him, And then in 12, you watch. And if you've got stash ability, maybe. Derek Jones Jr. This goes contrary to the Alex Caruso stuff. But when Jones is in, the Bulls are playing well. When Jones goes out, they tend to let up a bit. Now, Jones is really a guy that struggles offensively, but he can block a ton of shots and get steals. And that has a ton of value. You look at Nerlens, Noel, and Matisse, Thibault. The next one of those guys is Derek Jones. And if they do decide that the Caruso 30-plus minutes or Javonte Green starting isn't working, the guy who's going to come in is going to be Derek Jones, I believe. And then if he plays 30 a night, then you 1.5 steals, 1.6 blocks is a possibility for him. With nothing else, but that's a possibility. Bones Highland, the big stiffy. He struggled last time out, but he's got a rotation role. There is upside with Faku and Morris sort of being, eh. Michael Porter now hurt. We don't know if he's going to be in or out. There is room here for Bona to get some interesting usage and more minutes. Schumer Akiki, I don't like him as a 12-team pickup, but he is racking up some defensive stats. And if they do decide to switch him and Wagner, I don't think they will. But if they do decide that, there is upside in Schumer. And then one is really deep. Lou King in Sacramento. And you might be saying, who? And that's fair enough. He was a two-way guy for the Pistons. He's now a two-way guy for the Kings. And he dominated in the G League. And guess what position he plays? He plays the three. And they are currently starting Mo Harkless there. Now, Harkless is fine, but their forwards on their team consist of Harkless and Barnes, and that is it, right? So if one of those guys goes down, one of those guys goes down, yes, they'll probably run three guards, but they're going to need something out of King because Woodard, he's not useful. Like, what's he doing? Terrence Davis, you can't really play him up. Jemias Ramsey, no thank you. And then it's just a bunch of centers. So there's not many forwards, so I'm not saying to grab King, but you just got to watch him and look at him in deeper leagues. And then some other names that we do need to pay some attention to here. Georgin Yang, while everyone's out in Philadelphia. Yep, he's fine as an ad. The mitten, Gary Payton. Let's see what he does on Sunday, but really two big games in a row. He's found a rotation role. Can he stick? I don't know. He's done this in the past before. He has like a four game stretch of really good numbers and then falls away. But he's just a name to watch and maybe even stream in. Jalen Brunson, I just got to mention him because he should be rostered everywhere. One that I probably should have had in the names to watch or upside grabs is Saban Lee. Destroyed the G League. And at some point, fingers crossed, Dwayne Casey goes, I don't need to see Corey Joseph. Can Saban Lee just be our backup? Or hopefully, Troy Reaver taps him on the shoulder and goes, Dwayne, Corey, get him out of here. Get this asshole out of here. In fact, Jack Armstrong might jump in and say it as well. Get that garbage out of here! And then we can see Saban Lee. And then with DeAndre Ayton out again, or maybe out again, Frank Kaminsky putting up some massive numbers. Now, I don't think Frank is even going to play most nights if Ayton's healthy. But if Ayton's out, Frank is a very, very interesting ad. He's had some really, really big performances. And you might have a big performance at Thanksgiving when you rock up with Bilt Bar. Because Thanksgiving, we know it's all about food. But so much of that food is high calorie. A slice of pie is like 300 plus calories. Maybe it's even 400, especially if you're chucking whipped cream on there. Like That is a lot of calories. And if you want a delicious dessert, Bilt Bar is that healthy alternative. 130 calories in most of these bars and just four grams of sugar. So when you turn up at Thanksgiving and you're talking to old Uncle Rusty over there and he's throwing out microchips and 5G conspiracy, put a Bilt Bar in his cake hole and say, enjoy this, Russ. Don't worry about the calories and see how delicious it is. Replace his coconut cream pie with a coconut Bilt Bar. Use a raspberry Bilt Bar to replace your raspberry pie the whole family will be happy. And they'll be saying, congratulations, you won Thanksgiving. And you'll be saying, I didn't know there was a winner, but here we are anyway." Anyway, check out Built.com for all of the great flavors they're going to have. They're always bringing out new ones. And Black Friday deals will be there as well. But right now we've got a deal. Locked 15 is the code you use. And that gives you 15% off Built Bar. So go to Built.com and use our promo code LOCKED15 and you will save 15%. That'll do it. For today's show, I'll be back with the pre-game show really soon if you're watching this uh, straight away. And uh, we'll be talking about all the games from Sunday and then the big, big recap happening tonight. Also, guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.